Welcome to another episode of When Football Met Soccer, where we talk about all things football on the pitch, off the pitch. It's a solo episode today with me, Francesca, and I hope it's going to be a better episode without Hamza. I'm just kidding. I wanted to do a quick recap of the midweek games. So the two games that happened today were both very significant, one a lot more exciting than the other. I'm going to start with the City game because as a City fan, I feel very down. Aston Villa beat City at home 1-0. The better team clearly won. They should have won by way more. Villa absolutely dominated. They controlled the game. They created so many chances. And 22 versus two shots. That's really all you need to know about the game. Ederson had to make five saves in the first half alone. I don't think he's had that much action from a team in a while. And I'm really surprised that that first goal came so late in the 70th minute or so. Villa should have scored way more goals. By the time they scored, they had 18 shots. And throughout the entire game, City only maintained two shots. And all the action stopped after the 11th minute. And these two shots, that's the lowest number City has clocked under Pep. I don't know what to say. I've never seen them play this bad, at least not in a very, very long time. They were horrific offensively and defensively. Passing from the back, the build-up game was, any build-up play was just terrible. The back three or four where you have Walker, Diaz, Akanji, Guardiol, they could not pick out any runners. And yes, City has lost all their games without Rodri. But Rodri, it's not just the problem of Rodri, right? With Rodri, they still tied three games in a row in the Premier League. Even in the second half, which was very embarrassing, every time they had an inkling of an attacking game plan, Alvarez was on the wing or something. They ended up offside, which is uncharacteristic in my opinion. Four games without a win, I don't know. This is the first time this has ever happened to Pep in his entire managerial career. There are a lot of problems, but to be honest, watching this game, I couldn't really tell you what the main one is there's many things that have been happening. You know, you have players that are missing that are very important, like Rodri, like De Bruyne. Stones is back, though, and he did play an important role. But this formation of three in the back, uh, Guardiola playing fullback, Diaz alone in the center, it just doesn't work. They leak goals. They allow the other team in too much. Uh, and with this higher press... You know, Guardiola and Walker moving up a lot. Diaz is left alone, and it leads to also a lot of just individual mistakes, including including Bailey's goal, which kind of looked like Diaz was at fault as well. But, you know, I don't blame him at all. At all. Guardiola is not adapting so well so far, especially 1v1, but, you know, too early to say for sure. I mean, there are other defenders, you know, that came into City and took a lot more time to adapt. Walker as the captain... I don't know. I think, you know, he's dropping in performance as well. Kudos to Unai Emery, really, and his team. Because even though City were atrocious, 
I don't think, I don't remember the last time they faced an opponent with this many shots and this much attacking power. With less than 50% of possession, mind you. So good job to Villa. It was a well, well-deserved win. The better team won. I think they should have scored way more goals. City can forget about the title this year. I don't see how you can win the title playing like that consistently. Even though they tied against Tottenham and Liverpool and Chelsea, the performance, especially against Tottenham, was better. Here, it was just, I don't even want to talk about it, how poor it was. The more realistic thing is just to, you know, aim for a cup or two. Now, yes, even though it's so early-ish, we've played for 15 games, City's now sitting fourth in the table and only three points above United, which is the crazy thing because this club is supposed to be in crisis. So pretty much City is in crisis as well. If, you know, I don't mean to sound sensational, but that's how I see it. It is a sad day to be a City fan. I think this season is going to be tough. I've said it from the beginning that I wouldn't call the players complacent, but it is very, very mentally and physically draining to have went through the season that they had last year winning the treble. Because as impressive as it was and amazing and incredible as it was to witness and experience, it really takes out of you. And even if you had the physical strength and stamina, mentally, it is so hard to keep up a certain level. And if I'm being completely honest, I wouldn't really blame the players if they don't find it in them to really challenge that title, which it doesn't seem like they are. Uh, and so, yeah, I don't really want to put any individual blame on anything. I don't think necessarily that they're going to just continue going on. A, they're going to go on this huge run because the fixture gets a little easier everywhere, you know, especially away, it's going to be hard. Uh, and even though De Bruyne is coming back in January, it's still going to take time for him to get back to his, his level, if he does even. So it's very worrying, but what I'm trying to tell myself is that, you know, they're, they're not really challenging the title this year. They're not challenging for the league. And so I just hope that they can, my goal is just that they can make it to top four uh, and have a Champions League slot for next season. And whoever is still in the squad, uh, ends up coming to the squad next season, it's going to be a fresh start because I'm kind of writing this one off for City. I just don't see the performance there. I don't see the threat. I don't see the spark. I don't see the attacking prowess. I really don't see it. Uh, and I, I don't know. You can't have so much inconsistency and things keep changing match to match. Rodri having this temperament of getting sent off when everyone knows how important he is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And the weird thing is this time, you know, before I used to be able to watch a City game and be like, you know what? I think these are the problems, why they didn't win or lost. But here, it seems like it's such a conglomeration of things that I can't even pick out one or two key things because it's so many different things that are contributing to their huge, huge drop in performance. And they don't really play as good football as people expect them to play. Anyway, congrats to Villa. Um, it was a hard game to watch, but definitely deserved win. And like I said, I think City can forget about the title this year.
So moving on to United versus Chelsea. <laughs> 2-1. Again, a deserved win. Um, it was much, much better energy from United. They were aggressive. They continued to attack. They had an XG of 4.07 with 28 shots, 9 on target. Uh, and in the first half alone, they had a 2.78 XG, which is the most any side has accumulated in the first half of a Premier League game this season, which is impressive considering it's United. McTominay scores the two goals. <laughs> first one, you know, actually a lot of these goals come from mistakes, right? Because defensively, two teams were just chaotic. It was all over the place. Neither side played well well defensively because they were very open for the other team just to come in and attack, which actually made the game very exciting to watch. Uh, the the two goals, right? So uh, Amrabat wins the goal from Enzo, which was sloppy from him. And then the second one was a nice assist by Garnacho. McTominay seems to always want to be in the box at the right time, at the right place to score. So my question is, why is he still playing midfield? I don't see his added value there whatsoever. Um, maybe there's just really a lack of players there. Mount is injured and Casemiro is injured. Amrabat actually had a great game. Uh, he's probably top three uh, for me. Uh, maybe aside from Granacho, Bruno perhaps. But he had a really, really good game. I'm very happy for him. You could see the difference he makes in the defensive midfielder position. The commentator was saying <laughs> that, you know, you can't win the Premier League with Amrabat and McTominay in midfield. You can win the Premier League with Amrabat in midfield, but just not Amrabat and McTominay. McTominay can score goals, it seems, but I really don't see how it's working in midfield. You, United midfield is probably their biggest weakness. It's so easy to get through. Chelsea played horribly. They were abysmal, but they still were able to get through the midfield and have a few attacking opportunities except that United were lucky and Chelsea couldn't finish you know Mudrick Jackson they can't score even 1v1 they miss all these sitters and the only person that scored is Palmer who scores a great individual goal but that speaks more about United's defense so this openness and ease of which other teams can get through their midfield is where United really has a problem I think that if you're playing against a team like Chelsea and you have the right kinds of energy, you can score goals. I don't necessarily know consistently where it's going to come from, but it's probably going to be some mixture of Bruno Fernandez, Garnacho, and now McTominay, I guess. Rashford was benched, which was a good thing for him and United, I believe. Uh, he didn't look very happy about it, that's for sure. And yeah, so I think United had a really good game. Uh, Chelsea fans rightfully should be disappointed. Uh, this is a horrific showing for them. They had signs of playing really well in the past several games, but today they just really didn't show up. And United took advantage of that and had a lot more attacking threat than Chelsea ever could. It's just defensively, they're both not great. And in the midfield, that's a real weakness for United. I don't really know how they can necessarily work on it because there's just lacking players right now. Mino is too young, and then they have their other injuries. So this may just be their dealing in terms of midfield. Perhaps 
things can be done uh, in the back line, be able to make up for that a little bit. But actually, both keepers had good games today too. They made they both made really good saves. Sanchez made six or seven saves, including Bruno's penalty. So probably man of the match for Chelsea. Uh, and yes, that's that's what I have to say. Uh, and also, I am impressed by how United was able to come out and play today, despite all the news and the kerfuffle that's been happening. Apparently, there were players, there were people in the locker room that were leaking things to the media to backstab the manager, apparently mostly from two players. Some say it's Rashford and Martial, you know, people who haven't been performing well or getting a lot of hate from fans, from the media. And so because of this, journalists were banned by United at the press conference. The reasoning given by Ten Hag and everyone else is that, you know, yeah, they have a right to publish this article, but why didn't they come to us and ask for comment to see if it's true or not? And they just went and printed this out, printed this, you know, article without even having to talk to us. And these include very famous journalists from Sky Sports, from Manchester Evening News, from ESPN. So clearly there are problems. I wouldn't say that it was wrong to ban those journalists at the press conference, but at the same time, clearly there are problems or else these kinds of rumors wouldn't keep surfacing. But regardless, despite this, they still came out and got, got their three points. So well done to United. And I have hope that if they keep improving, they can make it top four this season. I don't see why that couldn't happen. And in other news, Brighton win 2-1 against Brentford and Liverpool scraped together a 2-0 win against Sheffield United, which seemed difficult at times, but they were able to do it. So good job to them. Arsenal, whew, Arsenal win 4-3 against Luton Town with a last-minute goal by Declan Rice. And as many have said, that is really how you contend for the title, right? You don't have to play. You don't have to be the best team. You can't be absolute crap, but you don't have to be the best team, but you have to push through it. You have to have the spark. You have to have that energy and that spirit to be able to come back. And Arsenal has done that over and over and over again this season, which now you get the sense like kind of like Madrid, right? You will never count on them not coming back unless the game is over. I don't see that from City, which makes leads me to say that I they're not going to win the league. But Arsenal has a real chance, and so do Liverpool, because they have that fighting spirit. I don't see that in City anymore. So congratulations to Arsenal. Last-minute win again. And they're really feeling like the money they paid for Rice is totally worth it at this point. Anyway, hope you enjoyed this quick episode. If you did, leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening from. And see you in the next one. Bye.